Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. From B105 in Cincinnati, it's the Jesse and Anna podcast. Anna, I'd like to bring you in on the therapy session I had earlier on today with my therapist. I love this so much. We talked about attachment styles. And she's like, "Have you? do you know what your attachment style is? And I go, I don't even know what attachment styles are. Yeah. Um, please let me know. And she tells me about this book. And but so I've already downloaded the book. I've already started listening to it. But she says there's three attachment styles for most people. Okay. Most people fall into these categories. Yep. The three styles are secure. The second one is anxious. And the third one is avoidant. And secure attachment styles Secure, in my mind, is the best of the best. It's yeah. like when you were a kid, your parents praised you when you did well. Your parents were there to nurture you when things were going well. Um, anxious, eh, not so much uh, necessarily. I'm trying to see exactly what they, they refer okay. to it as a baby. But as uh, anxious, babies would become very upset when their parent left. And it would be difficult to comfort the baby upon their return. And then okay. avoidant, babies barely would react or not react at all when their parent left or returned. There was a whole test that was done to show this. Okay. And the way this plays out in humans, if you're secure, people's secure attachment style are, are it's the best of the best. They're ready to start a long-term relationship, but they're also, you know, if things don't work out, they don't work out. They're like, they're I'm like, good. Okay. I'm secure. I'll go, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll move on with my life. Okay. Anxious. A partner with an anxious attachment style may be seen as clingy, needy, or not trusting. They could be consumed with concern that their loved ones will abandon them and they yeah. may seek constant reassurance that they're safe in their relationship. And then avoidant. In adults, it looks like this. They could be seen as self-reliant and emotionally guarded. They are unlikely to seek emotional comfort or understand how to comfort their partner. Okay. There's a little test. <laughs> There's a little test that yeah. shows what it is. And yeah. I said, Anna, I've already taken the test. Would you take the test? And then for fun, we also had Grover. We take all the took test. it, yeah. Hopefully he's cool with us sharing this. Uh, I right. can't imagine he's going to mind all that much. <laughs> so out of anxious, anxious, secure, and avoidant, I am anxious. Yes. I need, uh, I need reassurance. Everything's going great. And you start to worry if you don't get that reinsurance. You're like, oh, what, what did I do wrong? Right? What did I do wrong? Yeah. Am I in good, solid footing right now? Yeah. So I have an anxious attachment style. Anna's attachment style is avoidance, <laughs> which, by the way, I predicted. We kind of all, yeah, predicted each other's, yeah. So, um, Anna, it, it, you know, in that one, um, let me see. What are some of the things for avoidance? I find it difficult to depend on romantic partners. Um, yeah. I'm kind of weird about relationships. I it's not that I can't be in them, but I they, they kind of freak me out. Like once we start to get too close, I'm like, oh, you're depending on me. Mm. I don't want you to depend on me. I'm not. I'm not going to depend on you. Yeah. So somebody with the attachment style of uh, avoidant, like Anna, it, like a, something that would be true is my independence is more important to me than my relationships, mm -hmm. or I prefer to not share my innermost feelings with my partner. Yeah. That would be, yeah. Um, yeah. I and mean, I don't have problems with doing those things. So I thought this was, oh, Grover, oh, yeah, by the Grover. way. 
Grover was secure. <laughs> it was kind of funny to see all three of us. Grover um, apparently had the best upbringing. He, he, and I said, oh, yeah, so your parents probably praised you when things get well. He goes, they still do. Which we Good both job, were Grovey. Shot. Yeah. You know? Which it, is just funny because he's like a complete like grown man and his mm-hmm. parents will still be like, congrats. Congrats. <laughs> or if something's wrong, I'm sure they're very concerned and yeah. you're doing okay, very caring. Yeah. So there, and then, so I'm reading this book, and if you want to know what the, the name of the book is, I'll tell you what it is. It's called uh, "Attached: The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love." Aww. And they talk about like if you're one style, how you deal with somebody with another style, and there's compromise and understanding the other person. But I, I love learning about myself in this way. I do too. Yeah. I find it very interesting. And I also enjoy learning about other people in my life, like learning what your attachment style was. Um, yeah. Once you set, once you spelled it out, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes perfect that sense right. for you. But it's just interesting to see it on paper. And my other favorite part about this is because I have an identical twin and we had the same upbringing. Yeah. Whenever I have these epiphanies and these breakthroughs, I can call and tell him, give him the cliff notes first. I'm like, dude. We are both anxious attachment styles. Like, go get the book. I already did the work for you. I'm telling you right now, this is our problem. This is so great. We're all taking advantage of Jesse's therapy. I know. My (laughs) therapy has paid dividends for so... I mean, we should just start doing a therapy question of the day. You call up and I'll run it past my therapist to let you know what she said. We'll we'll let you know in a week. We get like five (laughs) questions per week. Yeah. But I got to casually ask her on the phone. I don't want to make it seem like I... Hey... For our radio bit thing that we're doing. Um, <laughs> She'll be like, um, Jesse, I don't think this yeah, is healthy. Yeah, I don't know. Healthy. This is a- <laughs> Jesse, I looked at my Amazon cart order today mm-hmm. and just listen to how random the items are, okay? Yeah. I have a, a couple of books, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. What? Wait, I know who wrote that book. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, what? Neil, <laughs> Neil deGrasse, deGrasse Tyson? Tyson? Neil yep, deGrasse Tyson, I have yes. that. Uh, greatest Works of Edgar Allan Poe. All right. And a book on Greek mythology. Uh-huh. Then I've got a bidet for my toilet. Oh, uh, a little butt wash. Get, get all fresh and clean. Okay. Um, a scale so I can weigh myself. I've never had one. And uh, headphone covers. Whoa. I... This is, I have a thing where I I think of these like random ideas. I'll be like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to become a gardener. And then, the ne- and then I plant a garden and then I'll probably get sick of it within a couple of weeks. Uh, or, you know, I'm going to learn how to play guitar, which where, I've done. What was the and thing? Then I, Remember what? a couple of weeks ago, you were like, I'm getting into numerology. Oh yeah. I'm still reading that book. You're and- reading a book on numerology. I'm still reading the book on numerology, and that's kind of what happened with the, the books in this order, like the astrophysics for people in a hurry. Yeah. Um, I decided the other night that I don't know anything about astrophysics, and <laughs> maybe I should try to learn. So then I looked it up that's, for beginners, and that's what popped up. The other guys, t- yeah, no, that it's that's good. <laughs> in the bidet, like you, why, well, why the bidet? Are they? Well, asking? I've gone out. Uh, I've gone out with a guy a couple of times, and. Oh. Um, when I've gone back to his place, he has a bidet on his toilet. And I'm like, yeah, this is nice. And I've used them before. And I just thought, you know, why haven't I bought one of these in the past? So here we are. There, it was only like $25. My, my first experience ever with a bidet is uh, was at my aunt and uncle's house. And I sat down on the toilet. And I knew it was a bidet. Yeah. And I remember I was so scared to push the water button. Yeah. And my reaction was, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, but in a good way, it's just like, 
little surprise. Ooh, ooh, that's nice. <laughs> and but like it also had like a like an air feature to dry. I'm like, nah, that's too much. Uh, yeah. Like other people use this thing. Like water's fine. I mean, it's you know. I get it. They're common other places. They're just not really common here. How are so. you going to install this thing? You know this requires like some plumbing. Does it? It said it was easy to install. Uh, oh, no. You couldn't even take your license plate off your car. Okay, Oh, well, my gosh. Am I going to have to come over and install your bidet? What are you doing this because weekend? Because here's the thing. Hold on. Here's the thing. Oh, my gosh. See, you see, water has to go into it, so you have to do, you do have to hook it up to your plumbing. Okay, oh well, it's not my. as easy to install. It is. I mean, I live right there. Can't you just right come there. help me out for a, Oh, my Jesse. <laughs> well, I, so far, I've struggled to install your license plate. So if how about I, if I install your bidet, do I still have to do your license plate? Yeah, I feel like you pretty much owe me one. Like, why don't you give me another? I'll use a tax stage pass or something on it. We need to get the bidet installed for you so you can get to reading your Astrophysics for Dummies book or whatever you bought. <laughs> Somebody's calling. I, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Anna's not supposed to be spending money now. What? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hold on. You a made a deal with your boss uh -oh. that if he paid for the $50, you wouldn't watch your spending. Oh. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold Man. on. Hold on. Yeah, not not just the boss, like the director, the chief financial officer for our company. All right. All right. This I, Okay, am I wrong? Well, you know what? That's it. I'm calling him right now. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. And I have no excuse because uh, that call was blasted all over the radio, so I got nothing to say. So you're right. That's There we go. Yeah. I mean, I listened to the whole thing, and right. you Hold promised on. to be better. You know what? Listen, let's handle this right now. What's your name? Sharon. Sharon, would you like to lead this intervention or would you like me no, to start? guys. Well, I learned very long time ago that when you get in trouble with money, unless you learn quickly, it's going to backfire very bad. Okay. I, I believe it's already backfired. Debt, but a bidet, though, that's, yeah. I mean, all the things I bought, they're like sensible things. I will just, I'll just throw that out there. Not a necessity. Oh, okay. That's I mean, you've about. got toilet right. paper. Uh, yeah. But what if I run out of toilet paper? Technically, I could save Anna money in the long Anna, run. Anna, you I, live within it's an throw, investment. You live within throwing distance of the radio station. You can come here it's and an go investment. to the potty. <laughs> <laughs> investment. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I'm like not buying been... it. Oh, oh right. okay. You're right. Well, You're right. So I think, I think enough's it. been said here, uh, yeah. but I appreciate you bringing up the fact that, uh, yes, a day from corporate did say that to Anna the other day. Yeah. So. And... 
and right. it lasted one day. Oh, boy. So. Oh, right. All right. <laughs> All righty. Hey, well, thanks for calling. We hope. <laughs> yeah. Have a great night. Yep. All okay, right. You guys are great. Thank you. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye. Just remember, Anna, people will hold you accountable in these instances. Yeah, I'm starting to realize that. And didn't Dave say that he likes to listen to our show? <laughs> Dave, if you're listening right now, I'll just I'm say sorry. on behalf of our show, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. Dave, <laughs> I'll let you down. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last 50 bucks you're getting. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> I get into work today and Jesse's all bragging. I started reading a book. He's not even reading a book. He's listening to one. So Jesse and I have this whole thing. I love to read. And yeah. Jesse, you don't, you just, you never seem to keep up with the books that you start. I, uh, no, not really. Yeah. I, I get, if I do read the book, I don't usually get all the way through it. Never been a big, <laughs> I've never been a big fan of reading all Which that much. Which is fine. There, there are a lot of people like that. But so you thought you were all proud of yourself when I came in and you're like, oh, I started reading this book. My well, therapist recommended. No, it's an audio book. But it's a it book nonetheless. It count. It's at the end of the, at the, if I listen to the entire audio book, that is a book I have completed. Nonetheless, let me put it this way to you, Anna. Go because ahead. it's like, I feel like you weren't giving me credit for even <laughs> like starting the book. And I... Let me put, I, I don't even listen to audiobooks usually. Okay. So this so is a st- big step in the right direction. And you're just like, but you didn't read. I'm like, semantics. Like, you're just sitting here, you just want to find, well, I'm like, just because you read, you just bought, you bought all these weird uh, astrophysicists, physics <laughs> okay. for dummies and Greek mythology and numerology. And Whatever. You, you read all the time and great for you. Okay. Well, I, it's, there's nothing, you're gaining knowledge by listening to it, but I don't think you can go around saying, I read, I read this book. I listen but to the But here's the thing. Like, like if, if, if you were in like a uh, a room, right, and they're just going around the table, like, what books have you read recently? What books? Uh, all right, Jesse, what books have you read recently? I'm not going to omit this book because I listened to it. It is still a book and reading versus listening. You know what? All right. I've got just one more thing I'll just put into your brain here. That would be like someone watching the news they're watching the news on TV and they say an article and then they go into work and they're like, I read this article. No, you you watched it on the news. Do you see what I'm saying? But it, this is a that's, book. This is different. Uh, but if I'm not wrong. You see, I know it. I get what you're saying. Whatever. Judge all you like. Judge all you like. This is a step in direction. And best, guess what? It's a self-help book. And uh, I'm getting help and you're not. So, okay, I'm uh, proud of you. you. You read your numbers books and uh, I'm proud of you for the astrophysicist uh well, what was it? How to astrophysics for people on the go? For people in a hurry. That's I Neil haven't read it yet, so don't give me credit yet. Yeah. I need to listen. And guess what? I know so much about astrophysics because I listen to so many podcasts. And I've Look listened to that. I've Neil guy. deGrasse Tyson's right. podcast. Oh, he has a podcast. Yeah, it's called Star Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because he's okay. really good. He's the guy that hosted Cosmos on Fox a couple of years ago, the, the redone version of it. And he is such a good communicator where he is so smart and he knows all of these things and can talk with other scientists, okay. but he can also come in a room where like with me and you and sit down and be like, let me tell you this crazy story. Like this is going to blow your mind. And he talks like a regular person. That's why he's really famous. Well, I'm looking forward to it. You're going to enjoy that book. Actually, I'm really jealous you have it. Well, I'll let you borrow it if you'd like to read. I'd like to take that, but not the Greek mythology book. <laughs> Jesse and Anna's Truth Jar. Anna, it's your turn to answer a question. Uh, this jar that's been filled up with questions, they're folded up. We open up one of the questions and we read it to the other person. 
And right there on the spot, you have to answer the question. Okay. A little vulnerability from you. Anna, today's question for you out of the truth jar is, what is something that you were made fun of for when you were a kid? Mm. I was kind of a strange uh, young girl. I I got made fun of uh, quite a bit in school. But a thing that I that people really picked on me for uh, was oftentimes my clothing. Mm. I went to a school when I was uh, like my grade school. We wore uniforms, so it was only every so often that we would have out of uniform days, and mm. you could show up. And that was usually a time when a lot of the kids would wear their best outfits, something from uh, like what were the cool stores like Hollister or Abercrombie or something like that. I had a lot of hand me downs. My mom also was a firm believer in no tight clothing. So a lot of my, I was wearing hand-me-downs and they were baggy. And there was, you know what I mean? I never uh-huh. really uh, looked looked too great. So I would show up in that a lot. And then I, I'll never forget, it was like seventh or eighth grade, my mom for my shoes. Because our shoes were one way that we could show off our style when wearing a uniform, right? And my mom picked them out for me. She went to Walmart, probably found the cheapest pair she could find. They were like blue and white. Uh, generic shoes Mm -hmm. and I walk in with them and I was so embarrassed the first day walking in with them and one girl she's like you look like you're wearing eighth or first grade little boy shoes Oh and I'm like oh no they noticed right away because everyone else had on I don't know Nikes or they had cool shoes like name brand shoes and I'm wearing these generic white and blue Mm. and I think they were boy shoes my mom didn't care she was like these are the cheapest ones here you go at least they're new I have a pair of white and blue shoes from, uh, I believe, 1984 that my dad, they were like my like one or two year old shoes. My dad kept oh, like them for me. Oh, like baby shoes? Like Nike shoes. Yeah, they're only like four or five inches long. Oh. Well, probably a little bit longer than that. But anyway, they're old school, but they're awesome. I still, they're perfectly clean. See, yeah. that's cool because they're like baby shoes. I was in eighth grade. No, my parents. <laughs> and these weren't Nikes. Once a year. Cool. Once a That was the one thing that they would do for us. They would take all six of us kids to like pay less Shoe store in the mall, and we yeah. got to pick out a pair of shoes, and they were between 50 and 60 bucks, but they were like legit shoes, but that was it. Okay, no. My- like, there was no, no, because we, we would ruin shoes. So that's what, that was my mom's point. She was like, so what? Kids, like, don't let them pick on you. And I remember there was this sign in my classroom, and it said, like, 20 years from now, it won't matter what jeans you had on, what oh, shoes you really? were wearing. Wow. And it was like this motivational poster well, that I would just read every day. And it was like, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Well, I, I think it did. I, I think we're 15 years past that for you and you're still talking about it. Well, because so it traumatized. hurt. You were traumatized. You and your white and, white and blue shoes. <laughs> Wow, I, I wore a lot of clothing that I just wore because it was there. I wore a lot of big dog brand clothing. I don't know what that is. Just like think like uh, late 90s, big dog was a brand. Okay. I wore clothing that I thought I should wear. At one point, I thought I was like a, um, a, like a Buffalo Bills fan. And I oh. had like a Buffalo Bills winter coat. I have no idea why I wore it. I was yeah. in Iowa. Oh. Nowhere near Buffalo. But you just thought it was, yeah. you're like, I'm going to go ahead and do this. I went through a phase in the mid-90s where I was a Washington Redskins fan. Oh. Again, I didn't even watch football. I thought they were from Washington, D.C., not the state of Washington. That's how <laughs> dumb I was. Okay. <laughs> but if the logo looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got made fun of a lot too, Anna. Meanwhile, I was in... Cousin Michael's overalls, probably, or something. like <laughs> Men's clothes. clothing. Yeah, like what? Wow. Oh, wow. Well, look, you, you made it out unscathed, after yeah. all. Look at me now. Yeah, 
Doing fine. Stylish. Grover just comes storming into the studio a couple seconds ago, and he's like, the Washington Redskins are from Washington, D.C. I, I know. this. So let's set this up real quick. So we, were, and we just did a truth jar, and we were talking about things we were made fun of for as a kid. And I said, as a kid, the team formerly known as the Washington Redskins, I thought they, I, as a kid, I wore a coat for them. And I mistakenly thought they were from Washington, D.C., but I found out, no, they're from Washington State. And that is literally what I believed up till today, that the, <laughs> they're now the Nationals, which is a joke in itself, because why would they be named the Nationals? No, I think they're the, the nation's capital. The commanders. No, they're, are they the, oh, I need to stop. There's <laughs> okay. a baseball team from there. I, I'm done. I Wait, I'm done. No, that, you're right. They are the com- they are the commanders. Well, which All ones right. are the? We gotta Just, stop. Names are getting changed. I thought then- you were a football fan. You're not. I. It's so this. Why don't you I, stick to the Bengals? So anyway, I found out they're actually from this. So as a kid, I was right, but as an adult, I was wrong. <laughs> Oh, man. This right. is so stupid. This is awkward. Yeah. I mean, I went with it too. I had no idea, but um, I also didn't pretend mm, to know. So no. <laughs> So maybe I'm not a sports fan. I guess not. This is the uh, time of the week where you can share what your good news is, big or small. I just graduated nursing school about two months ago, and my diploma finally came. Your diploma? (gasps) Wow. Are you going to frame it? It's already in a frame. Just waiting for my husband to get home and hang it up. Wow. (laughs) It's official. Yay. That's right. Congrats, and thank you for sharing that good news. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Hey, what is your good news? Oh, hi, Jesse. Hey. I'm happy that my son will be coming home for the 4th of July weekend, and we'll all have a big family celebration. Aw. Where does he live? Michigan. Coming home. Do you guys have plans, like a cookout, or are you going to go somewhere to watch fireworks? Well, we have a lot of plans. We have a couple of cookouts planned. Um, Actually, we're going to come over to Cincinnati one day, do a little shopping, have a brunch, and uh, work in some fireworks, hopefully, and a little pool time. Oh, I love that. That's how my mom always was when I would come home to visit, like, just book up all the plans. We're going to do this, and we'll do this, and... You got no oh, free really? time. Yeah. Wow. It's very free form when I go home. I have no idea what's going on until I get there. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're going two hours away for this thing today. I'm like, like wait, what? What are we doing? <laughs> what do you got? My daughter that is seven months has had an ear infection for two ye- two months, and she's getting tubes on Friday. Ooh, oh, wow. finally. That's going right? to uh, hopefully stop a lot of the crying she's probably been doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, my cousin's baby dealt with that, and it was just nonstop. Yep, it's hard to put her down at night. Yeah, well, that's great. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you. Menu anxiety is the new thing that uh, we're dealing with. It's when you go to a restaurant and your entire table is ready to order. The waiter comes by, they're like, is everyone ready? And they're like, yeah, but you aren't because you felt overwhelmed by the menu. There are too many options and you just aren't ready. And this is something that I deal with all the time. I thought I was alone, but I've found a way to prevent it. Oh, And that is, if I know I'm going out to dinner, I get very, like, I have to know where we're going. And that is because I need to look up the menu ahead of time. So that way, I have a couple of options in my mind of what I'd like to get. And when I get to the restaurant, it's already narrowed down for me. And I'll still look over the menu again, but I already know what I want. So that way, I'm not holding everyone else up because it was was an issue. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I, this, well, first of all, I will say this is the thing that's kind of nice about the way I am when it comes to food and my limited uh, scope of what I'll uh, eat. You're like, do they have chicken and broccoli? Like, where's the chicken? <laughs> Where is, uh, where's those proteins I'm looking for? There it is. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, but I will say my trick at a restaurant, especially like with really big menus, I find it's basically the first thing I find that looks good. I, I say that's it, and I shut the menu, and I and I won't look anymore. You're and it, serious? Yeah, because otherwise you will start debating and going, oh, that looks pretty good, but I don't know if that's big enough. Just just get the thing. Boring. Just get the thing. Well, you know what? Guess who doesn't? <laughs> guess who doesn't have menu anxiety? <laughs> this guy. Can know. I tell you? Uh, I what? went to Soto a couple of um, couple of weeks ago. Yeah. What What happened though? Um, sometimes when you go to really fancy restaurants, or when I go to fancy restaurants. I don't know what things mean on the menu. Okay. Well, for people who haven't been to Soto, it's Italian, It's right? Italian. It's nice. It's very nice. It's hard to get into. You got to have reservations. It's downtown. And it's they serve deal. the food by, um, gosh, how do I say that? Candle like light? everything. No, well, <laughs> that, but everything is like a plate. You don't just get a oh, meal yeah, with yeah, like yeah. a steak with two sides. Oh, no, no, Every, no. This is no is Longhorn. The, yeah. This is like, oh, you get your thing, but they don't call them like starters or anything. So I, I had the... Um, the menu out and I literally had to Google like what is premier these oh, because it's in Italian. And, and I'm like it was, I'm like oh, that's like the beginning of the meal. I'm like, oh got it. Appetizers, got yeah. it. I didn't know because those determine kind of what the size of the things are too. Yeah. I'm like, well I don't want to order that if it's if that's like an appetizer. And you're I know, sitting there Googling it. And then I'm like an old man with my flashlight because it's so dark in there. No, I couldn't you see the menu. Did you? Well, a little bit. I kind of guided the, I guarded the light so not everybody could see it. <laughs> well, it's either that what? you hold it Do toward you... near the candle and then yeah. that could turn out to be disastrous. Oh my gosh. You don't have glasses or anything, do you? Mm-mm. Uh-oh. No glasses. Uh-oh. It's really low lighting in there. It's, I've been in when there, you walk but... in the Soto, it is so light, low in there, like low lighting. That at first you're like, oh my gosh, it's dark. I mean, you will get kind of used to it after a little bit. Yeah. But oh yeah, I, I'm. So good. even a restaurant like that, where you're not familiar with a lot of the meals, you will just get the first thing that for that you um, see for the most part, because otherwise you're just gonna keep searching and searching and searching. And I've I just I've been doing this forever. This trick of just finding the first thing, and it is things I don't always order at every. Okay, place. so you switch it up. I will try different things, but I or I'll have it down to two things, but I just make a real quick decision. I said that's yeah. it. Or asking the server, what are you known for? That's I will a, that's do a good that one too. too. If, I will do that yeah. too, but I don't get menu anxiety. No, no. Or, or if they're just like it's down to you, pick something real quick. I go ah that. Gosh, and then I'm always disappointed when I'm rushed. Jesse and Anna's emotion of the day. This is uh, just a quick little retrospective of how we feel throughout the day. Something that maybe happened during the day or during the show. My emotion today is one of excitement. Oh, I'm excited. Why is that? I'm getting uh, another spray tan tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Anna hates so much when I talk about it. I've only had one. Well, no, I had one last year for the Speedo thing where I had to wash Big Dave's truck. That's how it all got started. Yeah. And it was the first time I'd ever got one. And I'm like, oh, that that actually does make me look better with a tan. Yeah. And then I got one a couple of weeks ago. And according to Anna, I would not stop talking about it. I do believe you talked about it every day until it faded. <laughs> <laughs> and now today, I, I have actually heard about it a, a few times too. That I'm gonna, you've, you're scheduling I'm going to try to just mention it one time tomorrow. That's all. One time. I hope that I remember that you got it as to compliment you because I know oh. how you well, are. Well, don't force it. Well, I know how you are. Anything. You're always like, 
Well, do you notice anything? I got my haircut today. I never. Well, well, I got a tan. I never notice anything when people ask me that question. <laughs> it, it, it could be like a massive change. I'm oblivious. They're like, I have different color eyes today. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, I shaved my head, Jesse. Oh, um, that's bad. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, uh, my emotion today is, well, this isn't an emotion, but I'm feeling like maybe I should keep looking back into the therapy situation. What? After, well, it was after the conversation that we had earlier in our show. We talked about attachment styles. And this is something that you pulled from your therapist. Yeah. And it was pretty much saying how there is an anxious attachment style, which means that you're kind of like needy, clingy mm-hmm. a little bit. Then there is a secure attachment style, yep. which is you just, you feel good about it. Hopefully it works out. And if it doesn't, you're okay. And then there is the avoidant attachment style, which is what I found out I am. I took your little quiz. Yeah. And that means that I almost push relationships away because I'm I'm overly independent, which isn't which isn't always good. So well, that means you had to figure a lot of things out when you were a kid. If you were upset about something, and, and I'm not going to, I'm painting this with a broad stroke, but uh, yeah. it could have meant that there were times you were upset and you just kind of had to figure out it on your own. Yeah. No one was necessarily coddling you or nurturing you all the time. You just kind of uh, had to work through your own emotions. Now as an adult, I'm like, me? I don't have emotions. Huh? Man, I'm independent. <laughs> I don't need no man yeah. ruining my life. Yeah. I'm single and free. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that kind of was, um, not that it wasn't anything I didn't already know, but it was eye opening to see it through a quiz that your therapist sent over. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, are you going to read that book? Um, I might, but as we also know, I ordered a few books of my own on Amazon. So yeah. I have a lot of reading to do. So let's, yeah, it, we'll wait on that. Some astrophysicist books. <laughs> like, whoa. All right. That's going to do it for us. Uh, don't stay out too much tonight. Literally, like, look outside. I just told Anna I can't take Jackson on that long of a walk tonight because uh, those Canadian wildfires have things looking all smoky. Yeah, there was an air quality advisory all day. So stay in. All right. We will talk to you tomorrow afternoon. See ya. Hey, it's Jesse and Anna. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed listening, you can hit the subscribe button. You can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. And also, don't forget, we are live in Cincinnati weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern. Stream us at B105.com.